Hi guys, it's your favorite BFF, Latavia the writer, and you are listening to the BFF podcast. Oh my God, today I have a very special guest, someone who has been influential in my life in a very short time. I'm happy to call this lady my sister friend, the money maker herself, Marquita Thomas. Listen. This mogul wears so many hats. Amazing wife, mother, I've seen her in action, entrepreneur, master trader, Sheila Bomb, CMO of a multi-million dollar brand, author, recording artist. And if that isn't enough, she's a television producer and a show writer. I told you, she is amazing. So let's dive right in. Hi Hi, can you hear me? I can hear you. Yay. Okay. So unfortunately, due to social distancing, we can't have our interview face to face. Otherwise we would because we don't live far from each other. Um, So we have to make the best of what we have to work with. So hopefully uh, everything sounds good and, you know, it'll be great. So I just want to start off. I gave the listeners an intro, um, but I want to start off for the people who may not know you. Um, let you tell them who you are. Well, first, I just want to start off by saying, girl, I am so proud of you. Like, I am so loving all of this. And and I'm definitely honored um, to be able to get on here and, you know, chat it up um, with yourself and your listeners. And this is just a great thing that you're doing right now. And I'm extremely proud of my girl. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Sam. So you guys will know a little bit about me. Um, it's it's first before I even say anything about me. I if you know me, I have to give God the credit for everything yes, um, that has has happened in my life um, and that I've been able to accomplish. It's all because of Him. Um, I'm a wife. Um, I'm a wife for 14 years, so married to my amazing husband, Will Thomas. I'm Ooh. also a mother. That's right. I'm a mother of three beautiful children. I have a 13-year-old. I have a teenager, you guys. I have a 13-year-old. I have um, a six-year-old, and I have a four-year-old, and I also have a dog named Cash, okay? And outside of all of that, I own and operate um four successful businesses from marketing to production um, to um, foreign exchange, you name it, I do it. Um, I also um, run um, a very successful um, brand. I am the CMO of the Million, the Jewel Tankard brand. Um, and I also have several other different clients that I also manage as well outside of that. So I'm a woman of several, many different hats, and I'm also very, very involved in ministry as well. Um, outside of that, also into production as well. Amazing. And I kind of touched on that, and I just, I'm so glad you elaborated on it. Um, everybody that knows me, if you know me, and for the new listeners, Music is my very, very, very first love. Like, I love singing. I love music. In fact, fun fact, the intro song that you guys are hearing um, when you listen to the podcast is actually an original song by me. So go to the BFF podcast. Check it out. Download it. Anyway, shameless plug. <laughs> so I love- um, how I first met you, I didn't know anything about, like, all of the other things that you were doing. I heard your voice first. We Aww. visited the church. And I was like, who is that? She is so amazing. She's anointed. Oh, my God. So 
How old were you when you knew that you wanted to pursue music? I was three. I was three years old. I remember it just like it was yesterday. My mom, she was a singer and she would sing and perform everywhere. And I just remember um, watching her one day and she'll be up there singing, practicing, getting ready for a show. And I just started mimicking her. And I just remember her looking back and she saw something in me um, at a very young age. I mean, I'm pretty sure all my notes was wrong <laughs> and everything, <laughs> but she looked at me and she said, wow. And she gave up her career. Um, so that way she could help me um and she pumped everything that she had in um in me from lessons to everything you can possibly think of and once I got to the age of 12 me and my mom would start traveling and singing as a mom and daughter duet situation and then it was it, it was it skyrocketed from there so what genre of music did you guys sing um we sang R&B R&B Yes. Okay. <laughs> I didn't even know that. Look at me. <laughs> Learning stuff. That is so dope. So, okay, a lot of people don't know, and just so you can kind of tell them, um, what was it like? You were actually signed by a label, right? I was. I was. Wow. So what was the label, and what was it like being, okay, so you and your mom did it together, uh -huh. but what was it like being like a solo artist signed to a label? Oh, my gosh. Okay. So let's back all the way up. Okay, before I even got signed, um, there was um, there was a process in between the 12, when I was 12, leading up to me actually signing um, a deal with the, a major label. Um, in between that time from 12 to 18, um, I did a tremendous amount of different things. I was on Apollo three times. I won Apollo three times. Oh my God! Uh, yes. Uh, um. I was also in Broadway productions. I was in regional theater, um, as well. At the age of twelve, um, I was in um the Christmas Carol at the age of twelve. Um, in Chicago, which was regional theater. Um, I was on several different television um platforms that was um on television once multiple after multiple talent contests um and all of these led me leading up to the actual um opportunity um i was able to get in front of alicia keys management company and their management company was one of the companies that also helped me as well um in creating um i worked with them um for several years um which was really great. I worked with them and they kind of helped to mold, um, you know, doing a lot of behind the scenes types of stuff, you know, with artist development and everything like that. But my very first contract that I signed was with um, Universal Records. And it was also with the independent label that was attached to Universal Records. And that's what I signed at the age of 18. That is super, super dope. And Universal is a big deal. So Absolutely. you were like, you were up there with the big people. Yeah, so, yes, um, it was fun because I was on tour with the Yin Yang Twins, with Monica. I was on the same stage with Monica. On her Monica? Yes, uh, with Monica. I just remember going on tour with the Yin Yang Twins with, um, oh my God. <laughs> you know what, though? You got a little Monica, like, that's, that's your vibe, though. You got a little okay. Monica swag. Yes. So dope. I can see that. Yeah, she's dope. She's really, really dope um yeah it was with a lot of people i could just keep on listing the names of people um 
that I was, you know, being, of course, being signed to university, of course, they're all your label mates. So you get to, um, even as an artist that they're developing, you still get to go on the tours, you still get to be, you know, um, around all of that while they're, you're in artist development. And that's what I was on the label. I was still under artist development and things like that. Cool. Okay. So let's fast forward, like all the way forward. Okay. How did you go, like, how did you go from recording artists, traveling with Monica, Yin Yang Twins, and, like, just doing it, signed to a label, to being an executive producer of a talk show and the CMO, just for people that don't know, is the chief marketing officer of a million-dollar brand. How did, how did that happen? <laughs> I know, it's funny, right? Um, <laughs> so, okay. So, so fast forward all the way back to this. So I'm 18 years old. From 18 to 22, I was um, signed and I was developing and I literally was about to sign a second contract. I had got in connection with uh, Rodney Jerkins um, when I was 22. I love Rodney. I do. I know, girl. And and I um, love his love his work and was about to get ready to sign with them, and at the age of twenty two. So the other contract I was about to get ready to do another one, which they were going to release me at the age of twenty two, and it was going to be an R and B um, album. Um, at the time, I then when I relocated, I moved to Murfreesboro, and I had got into church at the Destiny Center. And that's when I accepted Jesus Christ into my life. And from that point on out, I had to make a decision and I did make a decision. And I just remember the voice of God so clearly telling me um, that he wanted to literally clean me up and um, he wanted to re-put me back out there. Um, and But it was a choice that I had to make. And, it, and honestly, you guys, my entire life, I had worked up to this point to being able, you know, to finally get out. Um, and I did it all on my own. It wasn't, you know, and it, you know, I did it all on my own, on my own. And to finally turn around and go back to people that I've looked up to in the industry and say, you know what, I make, I'm making a decision not to go that route. Uh, for some people it was probably wow. like, what are you thinking? Like you were about to get released in January. When I said, you know what I said, God got me. I think he has a bigger plan and a better purpose and he wants to do something in me. Um, and I can just remember in that industry, you guys, and in that space, you lose yourself so much. You become what they want you to become. And I was about to become the person that they wanted me to become, not the person that God actually created me to be. And so I was going to actually start portraying an image of somebody else. And it wasn't who God called me to be. So yes, I would have been out there singing and out there doing, but I would have been doing it and it just wouldn't have been the perfect time and in the right time. And even for me. And so um, I made that decision and I said goodbye to that, to that life, to everything. And it was the best decision that I could have ever made. And in that process of me saying no, God began to just kind of clean me up as a person individually. He began to give me a whole new mind. He began to open so many different doors that I never thought that I could ever tap over into. And then he started changing my mind, you guys. That was the beautiful part about it because, it, you know, for the last 22 years, you know, I would only, you know, give credit to myself, you know, and to my mom. Yeah, they the ones that made 
made it happen. We did that, you know, and I never gave any credit to God for nothing, you know, up until mm -hmm. I gave my life to him. And he just began to download so much wisdom. And I just remember getting on my face and praying and asking him for the wisdom of God in every area of my life, because I'm not smart enough to do none of this, none of that I'm actually doing. And I just remember him constantly downloading, you know, ideas and downloading strategies and stuff that took people years to go to school for to I, you know to have that certificate of this is what I do he just began to download the skill set in me because I was a willing vessel and I was open to learn everything that I was given the opportunity to over to other people to do for me in the past I was willing to now learn those particular skill sets and because of that and I was willing to be a servant even to my spiritual parents I wanted to become everything that they needed in the season so I could be able to help I wanted to be that shoestring, you know what I mean? I wanted to be that shoestring for them. And I wanted to be able to help push their vision. And I just remember asking God for everything that they were missing. I wanted to become that person so I could be able to assist and help them. And in that, that came the marketing strategies. In that, that came the production. Yes, I was in, you know, um, film. I did film. I've done, of course, regional theater and all that stuff. But I was always behind, not in front. I mean, I was always in front, not behind. Um, and so I said, you know what? My pastors are in front of the camera. Okay, I need to become that. I need to learn how to write. I need to learn how to produce. I need to learn how to do all these things. And I just asked God for the skill set. And he just began to download the skill set onto me to where it was just a no brainer. And so that when the opportunity presented itself, and this was years, I've been serving them now for almost 14 years. I've been a believer for 14 years of my life and I've been serving them for 14 years. So this for this process, fast forward, um, it's been 10 years now that I've been actually operating in the gifts, but um, five of those years was a process of me developing and learning and not getting anything from it, okay? Not asking a dime for it, you know? So that's five years of studying a craft and not receiving a financial nothing from it. The financial blessing was to be able to continue to see my gift growing, me developing, seeing my gifts being used and my pastor's visions being able to come to pass, not knowing that on the backside of that was going to come me producing, you know, a national talk show. Didn't know that that was going to come me, you know, being able to have access to multiple celebrities and people and other opportunities. I didn't know that in the process because my heart was only focusing in on how can I become a servant and Lord you become my teacher I'm a master student you created me to rule and reign on this earth so you tell me what's your perfect will and plan for my life and when you tell me that I will do that and that's what I did that's so amazing so what I hear is that you gave you I mean there were five years of yeah. sewing this five years of sewing your gift your time your talents and never expecting anything back and because I know you personally it's a testament that that set you up for the rest of your life. That puts you in a position to be the person that you are, not just somebody who, you know, can do all of this stuff, but you are an extreme giver. I have seen it mm -hmm. firsthand. Like that is the key. You know what I'm Absolutely. saying? And that is definitely yeah. something that I, you know, aspire and strive for. Like I want to be able to sew like crazy. You know what I'm saying? not just hundreds, not just thousands, but eventually mm -hmm. millions I want to give. And you do that. Like you gifted me and our friend Shamira with a ski oh, trip. You know, that. you didn't ask us for anything. You just 
you know, and that's just how you are. If anybody follows you on Facebook, Instagram or whatever, they'll see, you know, like that's the person that you are. I remember going on the trip and I wasn't used to somebody saying, I got you. Like, I don't worry. I'm used to being the one that's like, well, let me pay for this and let me do this and let me buy my, and you was like, no. And, and you know what? God set it up just to be transparent, to give people a little extra. I was expecting a payment that weekend. I don't know if you remember. And I did not get paid. It was pushed back till the mm-hmm. Monday. And we were there the whole weekend. And I didn't have nothing. And I was just like, oh, my God. And you was like, well, I didn't ask you for nothing. I didn't ask you to bring nothing. And I'm just like, but what if I want to buy? So you was like, well, tell me what you. And I'm just like, I wasn't used to that. So being around you and around, you know, people at the church, it just opened me yeah. up to, like, just a different set of people this is a different mindset and I love that because I've always wanted to be like that but I never met any I had never met anybody who was actually like that so I know I told you thank you then but like you don't understand how that set me up my mindset just like you know what all that desire in your heart to do that you can do it and you can do it for the right people so I appreciate that and I'm just super 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 excited about your journey but from your journey that you, you know, the past journey, what would you never change about that whole process? You know what? I think I I always ask myself, would I be like, Lord, you know, I wish I would have known you even when I was younger, you know, growing up those 22 years, I wish I would have known you, but you know what? I wouldn't change anything. I would not change nothing. Mm. I think that, um, my, my life, my childhood, me growing up, Um, and even the perfect timing that I was able to know him was perfect. And I say that because I was in a season and a time of my life to where I needed him. I needed him because I was making every bad decision there was. Yes, I had so much going for me, you know, and I was doing so much. I was, you know, getting ready to sign my next contract. And in the midst of that, I was doing stuff that caused me to get locked up, eventually I could have from stealing, doing silly stuff, hanging around the wrong crowds with the wrong people, being, you know, influenced by the wrong crowd and the wrong people, because I did not have, you know, sound people in my life that could literally tell me right from wrong or Marquita, you don't need to be doing this. Or I did not even have a foundation, you know, which is the word of God to be able to navigate me. And so I wouldn't change anything because my heart, when I gave my life to him, was at a place to where it was like, Lord, I need you. I need you like right now. And, you know, and I just feel like because of that, it helped to set, it helped to really set me up, my family up and just my future and my my relationships, my friends, everything, because I was not playing with God. I said, and I told myself at an early age, because I, I, I knew of Jesus, of course, you know, I knew of church but of course the world looks so much fun you know it looks like fun over there you know and so I was like yes I'm not doing that they don't like they don't want to wear make- makeup they don't want to play they don't want to have fun a lot of them look broke busted and disgusted that's the viewpoint that I got of the church you see what I'm saying and and so I was like no it looks like it's just so much fun over here and so I just remember telling myself early on I said okay if I ever decided to do that church thing right if I ever decided to, I am going to do it right you know, I feel like I done seen so many times. <laughs> this is what I said when I was just, you know, out in the world. And so once I made that decision, I said, you know what, Lord, I need you. And this is it. 
it changed my life. So I wouldn't change absolutely nothing because it, the season of my life, it literally allowed me to lay prostrate before God. And that was the best relationship, the best timing that I've ever had. And I've continued to keep on having with my relationship with him. So I wouldn't change nothing. Oh, that's so dope. So who gave you the best the, advice? Girl, the word of God, honey. Hey. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Jesus is my helper, my friend, my my everything. You know what I mean? Like, I'm so serious. Like the word is like for real alive. Like I tell people all the time, the word of God is your best advice, your best friend. It give it gives you the instructions like never before. Now, I'm, I will say this: mentees and mentors—they are—they have their place, but nothing trumps the word. And so, I would definitely mm. say the best advice I can ever get is me cracking open that book and receiving my instructions from my Creator. Mm. And you know what? A lot of people get that confused because they'll go somewhere like the mm-hmm. Destiny Center or you know a, a church, and they will idolize mm-hmm. and worship the pastor and the, the first lady and God, you know, they, they, they praying and they believe God, but they worshiping uh-huh. the pastor and the first lady at the church. And it's yeah. just like, no, yeah. you, you can't do that. You know what I'm saying? God should Absolutely. get all of the glory. And in that, what, what happens is in your obedience of him seeking him first, you will naturally respect and honor your pastor and your first lady. You don't even have to try to do that. This is something that will happen naturally. So I think that's important for people to understand. You know, they get the word from God. They're not coming up to the church telling you what they said them. <laughs> you know? So I appreciate them being obedient. Like, I know for a fact that my pastor is yes, faith. Yes, and cool. she's listening. And she's getting the word Absolutely. before she comes to us and, and him. Both of them. So I'm just, you know, and I took, like you said, the church did look a little raggedy, but you know, you were like, wait a minute, I got to dress like that to be a Christian. I'm good. I'm going to go over here. Cause they cute and they bundles is on point. It is. They are on, they, they lit, but I would definitely (laughs) to just piggyback on what you said too. Um, that, and you know, and I have seen that too, where, you know, most people, they, they, you know, they idolize. And, and, and it's a reason that I, I think most people do probably do that as well is because that's what you can tangibly see. You know, you tangibly, I could physically in the natural see this man and this woman of God. And, you know, just people, period, um, they tend to even respect, you know, you see they have a nice marriage. They may live the life that you desire. They da 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 And you know, if they say something or say the wrong thing, the next thing you know, you're like, oh, you know, you're frustrated and mad. But at the end of the day, you know, they they are your spiritual covering, you know, um, God put them in your in your possession for a reason to give you wisdom and insight to literally help to help you to navigate the word, not to be the word. So once they're giving the instructions, it's the same thing that when I would sit day in and night, like I still do at the edge of my seat, every time the, the word comes out of the mouth of my man and woman of God, Ben and Jewel Tanker, I'm sitting at the edge of my seat, listening for the instructions. At the same time, I'm praying in my whole hey, heavenly language because I'm listening for what Holy Spirit is going to say through my man and woman of God. You see what I'm saying? And once they give the instructions, it's mm-hmm. up to me at that point to then go back to get it embedded in my heart, which means crack open my words so that way I can meditate on the word day and night. 
So now it gets into my heart. So the man and woman of God, they brings the instructions. They bring, they, they, and they open your eyes to the word. Okay. And, but it's up to you after that to go and apply, to go and meditate on it, to get it embedded in your heart and then to act on what the word is telling you to actually do. And that's how you see, that's how the, the word becomes light. And that's how you're able to see true manifestation of Jesus in your life. Amazing. Amazing. Hey. Amazing. Look, you better preach. You better. You better. <laughs> so I had, I had never had, like when we did our um, ski trip, I remember, and I told my husband about this, that morning that we woke up the next day at the hotel, like you, you got up, honey, and went into a full blown praise and worship and prayer. And I was like, who, what friend, you know what I'm saying? I've never been on a girl trip and anybody felt comfortable enough to get up in the same room and just really cry and and seek his face and it was just the most beautiful and amazing thing like it just to me I it took our relationship to another level because there's so much respect there's so much you know I I just have so much respect for you and so much um you you definitely inspire me just with so much stuff you know I thought I was busy and I'd be really thinking my schedule is full and I'm like whoo and I met listen I went to DC Destiny Simmons I'm talking about between you, Miss Sheila, Camille. Like I'm just like, how do y'all sleep? Because I will. I'm gonna get a nap now. Listen, <laughs> but maybe not because I got a lot of stuff that I'm trying to do. So I have wrapped my mind around the fact that in order to get to the place of God, um, I might have to lose some sleep, and that's okay. I'm ready for it, and I'm just excited that you know that you have that that you pump that inspiration in everybody that you're around like you you full of energy you always laughing and and goofy like me and I just love like it's infectious like you can't be around you and be sad and mad and like have the attitude no we're not gonna do that hey good morning absolutely (laughs) Mm -mm. so I'm interested to know no 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 none of them can hold a tune you heard me (laughs) I remember Justice was running around church saying, power to the people. And I was like, hey. I would definitely say, okay, if any of them, maybe JB, maybe Justice, um, I can see. But he he does. He goes around the house all the time singing and humming. So that's just have to be something that we would have to eventually start to pull in. You know, you just kind of watch and study your kids to just kind of see those giftings and talents. And, mm-hmm. you know, if that's something that you want to help to kind of cultivate and shape or whatever. But as of right now, he's four. You know, he's still having fun right now. There's a lot of other things that he's doing too. But, but yeah, you know, you know, ain't nobody holding no tunes. <laughs> he got, got it. it. Okay. I think he got it. I think he got it. So what advice... Uh, if you, um, I'm pretty sure we'll have yes, some yes. little BFF listening and they may say, you know, they may say, Hey, I want to, I want to do that. I want to be a CMO of a brand. I want to be an executive producer, like real quick, what advice yeah. or a singer, you know what I'm saying? Like what advice would you give them? Somebody that aspires, they don't even have to be a little BFF. They could be a, a grown mm-hmm. woman who's trying to find her purpose and her place and her mission, you know, whatever it is that she's supposed to be doing. Man, what advice would you really, give them? really good. Oh my goodness. The first thing that I would definitely say is like in the in the Bible it says Habakkuk 2 and 2, write the vision and make it plain. So one of the, the things that our pastors mm-hmm. definitely speak on is vision, writing out. 
um, seeking God. So I would definitely write out a plan, a vision, all of that for your life. Because if you don't have a plan, you wouldn't even know which direction you need to actually go. He can't help to navigate you in whatever direction. So whatever it is that you enjoy doing, I tell people all the time by having a marketing company, one of the things you figure out that purpose, that thing that makes you, and this is one of the things that I would say this to, that thing that you would do for free. Those are the things that I want you to write down. Those mm. those nuggets, those tips, um, the stuff that you will give away from free. When those people call you and say, "Hey, can you give me this? Can you do this? Or can you, if if you're a singer and they say, "Hey," they call you up and say, "Hey, can you sing something for my cousin?" Or, "Hey, can you do this?" Or whatever. That's what I want you to write down. Those silent stuff that you do and you can do without being paid for it. You have a natural gift and a natural talent. That's the first thing that I want you to start doing right now is writing all that down. You will be surprised with all of the giftings that you naturally have that you're not even functioning and not even doing. Somewhere along the lines in one of those 10 or 20 great things that you're good at, your purpose is tied up into that. And so once you start getting lost in that, after writing that out, then writing the vision behind it, then what happens, God starts sending the right people and the people in place to begin to kind of help to cultivate and how to navigate you through the process. So whatever that may look like. So I just think it's a big old puzzle but we have to get somewhere it's quiet enough to sit down to re really write it out to really hear the voice of God and then once you do that you got to be in position to start stepping out so whether you are a singer I would say this to everyone in here that's trying to pursue a singing career the way singing was or having a singing career 20 14 years ago is totally different than what it is right now because we have technology because we have internet there don't, there's not labels like that out there anymore so guess what you have a major ups so one of the things that I would personally say to that that artist is oh my goodness get creative get you an iPhone get out there and start utilizing TikTok sing seeing other covers of other people's stuff. Um, create, I will also say this, create a Facebook page of you and it can be you singing. It can be you creatively with your family. Get your voice out there. Get your, your audience, build your audience up. What happens is people start coming to knock on your door. That way you're not waiting for someone to come to say, oh my God, you got a great voice, but you're getting your, your, your content out there. Get into the studio, start recording stuff, writing some things, borrow, you know, get in there and do some borrow with people that you may know that's also in that that space or that industry hey go ahead and just purchase your own sound stuff because everything in this season in this this time that we're in does not have to look perfect or even sound perfect or be perfect i know people that have recorded directly out of their homes and have sold tons of records and recordings um and singles based on that so for that artist that's what i would tell you to get get up start doing some things start learning some skill set connect, partner with other people, get your material out there. Don't wait for the next person to come in and tell you that you're good enough. No, that's the beautiful thing about being believers. That's the beautiful thing about us is that, you know, we, we, we have the potential to go out there and set the tone, but see people can't, you know, if you connect with other people that just automatically want to create what they want to create, then it limits what God wants to do in your life. So you now can go out and create the songs that you want. You see what I'm saying? You can now go out and write the type of music that mm -hmm. influences and inspires and impacts the lives. Heck, we're right in smack dab in the middle of a pandemic. 
if you were singer, perfect opportunity to go write a song based around, you know, telling people not to have fear. It will go viral. You get you and your family, hey, come on, somebody. You see what I'm saying? You provide the need. That's why I tell people, <laughs> provide the answer and the need. Don't just be out there just trying to create something. You know what I mean? Holy Spirit will direct and guide you. And then next thing you know, you're viral. You see what I'm saying? And then, too, I will also say for that person that is wanting to be that influencer, you know, on social media, all the time, God is constantly speaking if you're quiet enough and you listen. Sometimes he'll tell you to go ahead and shoot a video or do this video. And you're like, oh, it don't seem to be perfect or post this or do this. And then we don't post it. That could have been your viral opportunity moment. You see what I'm saying? That could have, it may not look perfect in your eyes because of course we want everything to look perfect, right? But it doesn't have to look perfect in this time. Just be be willing to be have childlike faith in everything that you're doing. And for that person that says, you know what, look, I want to be up in production and in theater and all of these things. I'm telling you, you can do it. Start writing. Start reaching out to different companies. Hey, create. Get a few of your friends together. Create your own sitcom. You can then turn around and shop it to different networks. You can even turn around and create a YouTube page and you can have subscriptions on there. So you can, let me tell you something. This is the beautiful thing about marketing. So you can turn around if you want to get into writing and production and all this stuff. You don't have to wait for Bravo and AT&T and all these major networks to try to pick you up or Tyler or whoever. Get you and your friends together who are also aspiring actresses and actors and you get you a nice camera equipment or partner with some right people and shoot you a, a sitcom, the sitcom of your choice, the type of content that you want the world to be able to display that could be able to help the masses. Put it on YouTube and you can smack a subscription on it. People can pay and download for $2.99 or however. And now you're doing what? You're making money. You're also turning around, getting your, your, your production company out there. See, the sky is the limit. My thing is that I tell people all the time, stop waiting for people. Stop waiting for seeing that these other people have your answer. No, the answer is already on the inside of you. You just need to just go ahead and step out and make it happen. Just like what you're doing right now, Tay, with this whole BFF situation podcast that I'm loving, that you're getting this type of information out to the masses of people that could be able to literally help them. This is what I'm talking about. Stepping out, doing it scared. Stepping out, doing it even when you don't even know what you're doing. You just never know what comes from it. You never know who's listening to it. You never know who's watching but you got to get out there that's the whole thing get out there and that's what I have to say that's so amazing that's really good advice Marquita and thank you um I did oh gosh um I picked the podcast up like last year it was a brainchild of my husband and I and actually decided not to do it I was like everybody got a podcast you know everybody and I was like no nah, you know ain't nothing really gonna be very special about it but when I came into 2020 I don't know. My mind just shifted. Stuff just changed. I don't know. I feel like um, I always mm -hmm. say somebody put a battery in my back because I feel like all of these years, uh, you know, all of these gifts and talents that I know God gave me, um, I just have let them lie dormant. And I'm just like, I wasn't doing anything. I was just discouraging myself. I wasn't even letting other people discourage me. It was me discouraging me more than anything. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And it's going to be great. And I just, and I'm just like, look, it ain't nothing, especially while while I'm at home. Like you said, we're doing, we're in the middle of a pandemic. 
and I'm going to be completely transparent. I have done more during this pandemic than I have done in my 37 years of life. I have gotten so much accomplished. I have finished so many things that I started years ago, Marquita. So, honey, this is the time to really take advantage of it. It's not, oh, I get to stay at home and sleep and work from home and hang out and watch movies. I'm like, we busy around here. We putting stuff together. We trying to make sure that when all of this is over and what people say when outside open up, we done set ourselves up Absolutely. for, you know, for some for some wealth opportunity, for dreams, for our, for our dreams to start to be manifested, like all of this stuff, stuff. And I get that from just being in the ministry, oh. being around y'all. You can't be, listen, you can't be around no, nobody no. in our church and be regular or basic. <laughs> You're going to be like, oh, let me start a business or something. Like, I got to, I got to get myself together. And that's what I love about it. That's how I know God brought us to where exactly where we are because he he knew what we needed not just me my husband and my children so i am super excited can you tell us any upcoming yes, projects that we need to look at um right now in this season that i'm doing right now i am focusing in on helping as many families um that i possibly can um financially mm. learn a skill set that is one of the biggest um, things that my focus is of 2020 as of right now is financial literacy, understanding the movement and the, for the velocity that money is moving as of right now. Because the, the thing is this, our society is not going to look like what it did 60 days ago. Um, and if our people are not in position or do not have a full understanding of global economics and finances and what's about to get ready to happen where money is concerned, then you will literally be left behind. And so my biggest mission right now um, is helping to um, educate as many people in the foreign exchange market as I possibly can um, to learn a financial skill set that would be able to pay them and their families for the rest of their entire life. And so that's one of the biggest things. And if they want to you know, connect with me, of course, you can reach out to me on Instagram at Moneymaker, um, on Facebook, the exact same thing, or you can hit my website um, at IamAMoneyMaker.com. Amazing. So I got one more question, and I know you're busy, so I really appreciate you for spending this time with me today. Um, just something girl, fun. You Who is your girl, real Jesus, life girl, BFF? Honey, my BFF is, hey, Jesus is my BFF. Jesus. And my girl Tay Tay with the BFF <laughs> podcast. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Did I say it right? Yes. <laughs> yes. You know, I can't do that. Camille been trying to teach me and I can I just can't get it. I am I'm, I'm gonna stop trying, but I'm gonna I'm I don't know, I'm, I'm gonna try to figure it out. But yeah, that part. And that all these part. money makers I, on I, here that's listening, they're, so they're my BFFs so, as well because they're my money making friends. So I'm just proud of everyone that's listening and say I'm extremely proud of you because this information that you're giving people is information that is like no other podcast. So out there period that's why your podcast that's why the vff podcast is going to blow up because you're you're bringing information that is going to stick information that's going to change lives information that's going to help the masses it's not just girl talking conversation Mm. it's that real girl talk conversation that's like look girl you know what i mean like you need to get your tail up like our pastor say, you know, put do something to your hair, put some lip gloss on your lips, mm. stop singing the woe is me, get out there and make some stuff happen because God created you to dominate. And that's what's happening on these type of podcasts. And that's why the favor of God is on it. And that's why it's going to blow up. Thank you. I received that. I received that. I, I prayed about it. And I do believe that God has his hand all over this. 
going to be dope. So I'm ready. So thank you so, so, so much for being my BFF for the day. Hopefully not just for the day. You know what I'm saying. But <laughs> I'm really blessed to have a front row seat of your journey, Marquita. And I would love it if you would Absolutely. come back and chat with me. Again. Maybe next this time I'm so fun. Please, please do. And just so you guys know, I'm going to have her information on the BFFpodcast.com website. So if you guys um, didn't remember uh, her links and all that good stuff, you can go to my website, follow her, listen uh, to her journey all over again. You're going to be blessed. I was blessed today. I learned some stuff that I didn't know. So this was absolutely amazing. And I really appreciate you. And I love you. And I'm excited. I'm excited. Thank you for listening to the BFF podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review and a five-star rating. Not four, not three, not two, and God, not one. Definitely a five. And until next time, BFF, ciao, bye.